So when I was back in Rome in the seminary as a priest, uh, on occasion you'd have a sick brother or a sick sister, so they wouldn't be able to come to Mass. So after Mass, then you'd head off to wherever their house was and bring them Holy Communion. They might, may have watched the Mass or listened to the Mass via some form of technology, and so we can bring them Holy Communion then straight after the Mass. That was the, the, the general idea. So consider at Mass, and away you'd go. And what was always lovely to see, and this might sound like a negative, but it really is a positive, was that you know, you'd go into the, the brother or sister's room and you kneel down, you set up a little corporal and uh, you say the, the necessary prayers beforehand and you give them Holy Communion. And after you give them Holy Communion, after, after they would receive Holy Communion, they would invariably close their eyes and spend a little time with the Lord, right? And not a word of thanks, right? They wouldn't even recognize your presence there at all, which is perfectly correct, right? Uh, so in those moments, you have to, and we have to make the, 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 the effort now of coming that whole 10 minutes in the car over to their house, and they wouldn't even give you a word of thanks. I wasn't welcome. Um, so like, it's, and, it's, uh, and the, the reason I'm saying this is I actually, I remember I, I preached about it the following day, because I remember I visited a, a certain sister, gave her Holy Communion, and she completely <laughs> stonewalled me afterwards. Uh, and it was, it's, that's, see, that's, that's right, okay? Why? Because there's something greater than Solomon here. There's something greater than Father Patrick here, right? Uh, I had his brother, the Lord. She, in this case, it was, it, was, it was a sister. She should have been absolutely absorbed by the Lord, enthralled by him, not by the donkey who brought him, you know? It's like, I remember hearing uh, one guy say before, you know, on Palm Sunday, you wouldn't want the donkey kind of strolling into Jerusalem carrying Jesus going, look at all these people who come to see me. This is amazing. <laughs> right? They're not there to see you, mate. Right? <laughs> They're there to see who you're carrying. Okay? Now, this is something that spills into the liturgy. Um, uh, it, maybe, maybe you notice these things, but maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, you would probably, maybe you have noticed, I, I never talk to the altar servers, right? So when they bring over the, um, the chalice, the water, the wine, I never say, thanks, lads, well done, great, fair play, fair play. You know what I mean? Because that actually draws attention to them, right? So it was something that we learned in, in seminary as, as altar servers, you have to be, you're, it's, you're like a, a secret agent kind of thing, right? You have to kind of come in, you get the job done, nice and discreetly, and you're gone. You know what I mean? You never kind of walk over and go, You know what I mean? Like, you, you, never, you never draw attention to yourself. At the end of the reading, you'd never say the word of the Lord. Hi, Mom. You know what I mean? Like, because that draws attention to you, okay? So that's why in the liturgy, what I say for everything except the homily, what I say is scripted, and even what I'm supposed to do is scripted, right? So the, the, you, don't, you don't see this, like, but in, in my book, um, there are, well, if you have the daily missile, it's similar. Uh, What's written in red, they're called rubrics, right? So they're the indications of what I'm supposed to do with my hands or, you know, uh, bowing or hands extended, hands over the gifts. Those kind of things are written, so they're called rubrics. So the, the very simple rule for liturgy is if it's in red, you do it. If it's in black, you say it. Voila. And, and that's, that's, that's really important because that isn't a limitation to my freedom, but it stops this idea then of, I love Father Patrick's Mass. Hang on, hang on, hang on now, hang on now. There's only one Mass, and that's the Mass of Jesus. So there is no such thing as Father Patrick's Mass or Father Kelly's Mass or Father Ryan's Mass. It's the Mass, because it's always supposed to be celebrated the same. Because it's, it's written the same. It's the same Mass, 
Okay, the text is the same, and the justice was supposed to. Now, before the council, you may have noticed, for those who are a little, little older, I don't, I don't obviously remember the masses from before the council, and, uh, but the rubrics were much more strict. So for here, for, for the Novus Ordo, the mass that we celebrate, it says hands may be extended. It doesn't say how far. So you can do any, anything from that to that is valid, right? It doesn't say fingers together, fingers apart. I think fingers together looks tidier, but look, whatever. I mean, you can do that if you want. It's a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> um, but before the council, there, there was great, great detail. So hands were shoulder height, shoulder width, index finger, thumb together, and all other fingers up vertical. And that was it. Now, I remember talking to priests from a certain vintage uh, who would say, like, that when they did mass practice in seminary, if you, you know, if you had one hand, whoop, or one hand, or you failed, right? You failed mass practice, you know. So now, I don't want to say that it was wrong. I mean, it's good that that the indications are clear because what we don't want is is like every priest celebrating mass differently. The danger is then we start drawing attention to ourselves, you know. And that's why even even the vestments, like the vestments, are. These are, they should be, again, something beautiful because we're celebrating something beautiful, but they're also to hide the individuality of the priest, if you know what I mean. All the vestments, white vestments, are kind of more or less all the same. Some may have a squiggle, some may have an IHS, some may have a, that, yeah, uh, Jesus Omni Salvador, the um, Jesus, the Savior of all mankind, or they may have the, what looks like a P and an X, it's a chi in a row, the first two letters of, 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 of Christ, CH. Uh, so, anyway, don't get lost in all these. Uh, they can have all these kind of various, but the colours are the same. The designs are more or less the same. Why? Because you don't want, again, one priest wearing completely different vestments and, and it all becomes in about the personality. So we have to know, while celebrating something, how to disappear, how to not make it about us. You know, uh, that's, that's a very, very important thing for priests and for altar servers. So, I mean, I do make little comments to them under my breath. You don't see them and the mic's off. Uh, but we, 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 never, we never have a conversation or, you know, I mean, I do talk to them in the sacristy, don't get me wrong, before and afterwards. We're all very civil. But during the liturgy, during the liturgy, we don't do anything that will detract, draw attention away from the Lord. So you can imagine maybe back in the day, you know, a king up on his throne and the servants come and they serve the king and then the servants are having a good old conversation down there and having a bit of a giggle between them. You know what I mean? The king would be, sorry, is there everything okay there? You know, because the king is supposed to be the center of attention. And that's not, the king isn't me, but the king is the Lord, right? That's, that's clear. The king is the Lord. So when we celebrate the liturgy, the Lord has to be at the center because there is something greater than Solomon here. There is something greater than Jonah here. Jesus is here. That Jesus has to be at the center of our liturgy, of the way we act, the way we read. Now, the rubrics can only go so far. It, it, um, for the, the Eucharistic prayer and that, it will say these words are said reverently. But what does reverently mean? You know, I mean, uh, it, it, you know, it can't say reduce the tempo to 50 beats per minute. And, you know, it, you know you're supposed to kind of know what, reverent, what reverence is. So while rubrics are important, there's, there's still a certain amount of, I suppose in common language we'd call it liturgical cop-on that we're supposed to have, you know, to know how to, how to do things and, and, and move that doesn't draw attention to the priest, draw attention to Jesus. That's what the liturgy should be for. That 
We come together as a prayerful community. That's why even before the council, the priest was celebrating, and this is important, uh, the priest celebrated Mass the same direction as the people. Not with his back to the people, but he's facing the same God. So we're all united in this uh, one act of liturgy and worship and praise towards the same God, all of us, priests included, as opposed to priests. Like, it's, it's often phrased, the priest turned his back on the people. Well, in that case, I mean, the people in the front row, do they have their backs turned to the people in the back row? In scorn, because they're only in the back row. No, no, we're, we're all facing the same direction, you see. You know, it's, we're facing the same direction. We're facing the one God, because there's something greater than the priest here. You know, so that's, I'm not saying we should go back to that, but my point is just that, that this is why it was done, that there's a reason to it. Okay. I think it's also beneficial that people can see what's happening. That's, there's nothing wrong with that either. People can see what's, you know, what, what's actually happening at the liturgy. Um, but the most important thing anyway is the attitude of heart, that of the priest and, and, and that of the people, whatever direction we're facing, that we celebrate the Mass with love and make the Lord central. We never make it about a priest or a personality or, and that's also like even for the, for the various lay ministries that are there, it's never about, you know, giving people their, their kind of, their little party piece and, you know, help, helping them to, to be seen and all this kind of thing. It's never about being seen. It's, as soon as we make it about that, the liturgy falls flat in its face and it just becomes yet another performance and we're sick of them. Make the mass about the Lord. Keep it simple. So we ask the good Lord today as we listen to his words, as he draws attention to him, the God-man, to himself, the God-man, our Savior, may we do the same in our prayer, in our liturgies, and in our whole lives. Amen.